0: Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. People say tonight's NFL game is gonna be bad. That's not true. Well, I have no idea how the game's gonna go. But there are stakes in this game, Perloff. We want to poo poo it, say the score is gonna be like three to zero. There are stakes, at least on the Pittsburgh Steelers side, in the immediate, because they are in a playoff hunt, despite the fact they're now playing with a backup quarterback. And for the Patriots, they gotta keep losing. If you want to mm. get a shot at the one of the top two picks and, and hopefully set your franchise up to find, you know, the next great quarterback, like there's a lot on the line here tonight.
1: Yeah, but I, I understand that's all true. But there is something very depressing about this game because it's two of the most poorly coached offenses you've ever seen. The talent on Pittsburgh to be this bad on offense yeah. is insane. No, you're right. Mitchell Trubisky is not Dorian Thompson Robinson. He's been in the NFL forever. So I don't wanna I don't want EJ to win tonight.
0: EJ?
1: Yes, because EJ is the America's number one proponent of the NBA in season tournament. <laughs> I do not want the in season <laughs> tournament to be more entertaining than tonight's Thursday night football. First, game. I think
0: Adam Silver is the number one proponent <laughs> of the tournament. EJ's not even EJ, making any money. EJ off is the of
1: number one proponent. I know, but I just think it's it's funny that the NFL is in a sense putting up their worst game. And the NBA has this other thing. Like, it's a test. I hope it doesn't end up this is a test of NFL fandom being, can we gut our way through this? I just don't want that kind of game, Maggie. Well,
0: I thought you were going to say this is sad, not because the offenses are poorly coached, even though you're 100% right, but also because these are two franchises yeah, that at one point true. doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but maybe it was, who were two of the most feared. I yeah, mean, yeah between the Iconic. Patriots and Steelers, like those, those are the two teams you never wanted to meet in the postseason.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, maybe this Pittsburgh team would be tricking the postseason because their defense is great. But, yeah, there's something that makes it even sadder. If this was, uh, you know, the Panthers against... The I don't know the Bears. Titans, yeah, yeah Panthers Bears. It would just be bad football. Yeah, something we got that. A that's such weeks a ago. good point. There's something even worse about it being Steelers and Patriots and bad football. The Chargers, the six nothing Patriots game. That's a low for the NFL, even for this year of replacement quarterbacks. That was particularly bad. If that happens tonight, Maggie, I'm going to be. I'm gonna come in tomorrow morning sad.
0: Well, why don't you just watch the in-season tournament? No, it's
1: never gonna happen.
2: Tyrese Halliburton's probably going to lead the Pacers to 150 <laughs> points, and they'll probably still lose to the Bucs. It's gonna be <laughs> fantastic.
0: You love scoring. You're I do love, love scoring.
2: Yeah, uh, we should
1: uh, tomorrow. We should come in and evaluate which game was better. There's two games tonight, right? For them, yeah. yeah. It's
2: a two yeah. games. So you got the Eastern Conference game. You got the Pacers and Bucks. Then Zion and the Pelicans versus the Lakers. LeBron and them.
0: Man, you are – I appreciate the NBA. They're starting one of these games at 5. It's like they're doing it for us. It's like for everyone who hosts morning shows across the country. Thank you, NBA.
2: Morning shows, sad dads, everybody (laughs) having a good time at the NBA.
0: (laughs) 855-212-4CBS. Must win here for Pittsburgh. Not the only team this weekend with a must-win game. And that's also the Dallas Cowboys. Now, is it must-win like an elimination game? Obviously not. But as as much as you can have a a must-win game in a regular season game, it feels – Feels like that for Dallas, and they're going to be doing it with their schedule clearly disrupted this week because Mike McCarthy had to undergo uh, appendectomy, uh, uh, get his appendix out. And even if that's a small procedure and knock on wood, everything goes fine, he's going to be fine, he'll be back for the game. When you're leading up to this big game, where no, the the knock on the Cowboys is that they haven't beaten a good team yet, even though their offense is gangbusters and the defense is ferocious, they haven't beaten a good team yet. This is not what you want. You don't want this kind of disruption mm. with your head coach heading into the biggest game of the year right now.
1: Yeah. First of all, I don't agree that it's a must win for the Cowboys because they're unfortunately for them they're pinned behind the San Francisco 49ers. It's going to be very hard for them to pry away the number 1 seed. So that means they have a trip to San Francisco in their postseason future, which we we know yep. is haunting it's them. Tough. That being said, I do think they have every advantage in this game with or without Mike McCarthy. Mm. Uh, Basically, the Eagles are struggling defensively in a huge, huge way. Cowboys, like you said, are piping hot on offense. They really should be able to control the game. They've been very good at home. There's no excuse for the Cowboys. I do agree. There's no excuse for the Cowboys not to win this game. But my take, and I know you guys don't like this, the Cowboys do win. Do not hold a parade for the Cowboys. They still have a lot of work ahead of them. They can win this game, and it doesn't, to me, mean that much.
0: No, but you have to have these like little I think it's it's good to have these little tent posts throughout the season because so
1: based on what? What we, metric is there that says these tent posts make any difference? They've been twelve and five the last two years.
0: I know, but it's like don't you want to go into the postseason thinking back and saying, here was our signature win. Here was a moment when we were backs against the wall and we won. I'm not talking about that Charger game on Monday night after they lost to the 49ers. Yeah. I'm talking real like, hey, it, when the when the going got tough, we proved to ourselves that we can do this. Right now, you have a blowout loss to San Francisco, and you have a close loss that you probably should have won on the road against Philadelphia. That's not like an institutional knowledge. I think of no. saying it's going to be different this time around in the postseason. I just
1: think the, the you have the same team as you did last year, and they came up short in last year's postseason. This, it's this not the
0: same. Different play caller.
1: The, oh, come on. McCarthy. It's different. Same head coach. It's not that different. You're saying this is a different Cowboys team. because Kellen Moore is there. It's the same team. I don't think anything they can do on Sunday is going to erase the memory of what happened last year against the Niners. Or what happened the year before against the Niners. I do think nothing that they can do in this regular season is going to prepare them for the playoffs. Because they do, of all the teams in the NFL, they have this label that they are postseason failures. And I don't think this win is going to change that at all.
0: We want to hear from you, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227, and also update our poll question, which is what, EJ?
2: So we have two. So first, we're talking about the Cowboys here. So we asked, with Mike McCarthy having the uh, appendix surgery, will McCarthy missing time this week impact the Cowboys on Sunday? So 29% say yes. 70% 70% say no. Okay. So most of the people out there think that this will not have an impact. Also, we debuted the multiverse of Maggie and Perloff, where we come up with different universe, alternate universe realities and, and of things that are happening out there in the world of sports. So today we came up with what would happen if Tom Brady would have never left New England. 40% say the Patriots win another Super Bowl. 59% say the Patriots decline continues. Hmm. Interesting. We're not even going to talk about what happens to Tampa Bay in this scenario. <laughs> but uh, you
1: know, Tampa tr-
0: Bay it's like what well, if you never had it, you never lost it. For
1: two reasons <laughs> I strongly feel that they wouldn't have not have won. One, the rise of the Chiefs would have been a big factor. Yeah. Which was already a big you know, they, they lost that year to the Chiefs. Oh no, sorry, no, they, they didn't, beat them. They in right, overtime. Uh, right, but they... Uh, okay, they beat them in overtime at 18 to get the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Then 19, they didn't even get to the Chiefs yep. in the playoffs. I feel it's unlikely that they would have been able to knock them out. And secondly... Who was Tom Brady throwing to? And you think that there was some savior out there. They never bring in big receivers. That's their thing. Bill Belichick twice has brought in good receivers.
0: Listen, if Antonio Brown had been able to mind his P's and Q's, which I know would have been very difficult at that point, Tom Brady lobbied for Antonio Brown to come to the Patriots, right? And eventually then go to Tampa. Like Tom Brady, I think, would have ripped off another Super Bowl had he stayed because If if
1: Antonio Brown had stayed or if Tom Brady had stayed? If
0: Tom Brady had stayed, I think you saw that he was able to throw his weight around a bit to get receivers in the building. You think that Bill Belichick wanted Antonio Brown? No, that was Tom Brady said, come live at my house. Like he still would have, I think, been able to find another receiver. So it wouldn't look so bleak. The run game's always actually been pretty pretty steady for new England that that really hasn't been a problem and you never would have had this nonsense with Joe judge and Matt Patricia and this you know crap offense if anything Josh McDaniels probably just stays if Tom Brady stays and they you know continue like the Tom Brady excellence
1: yeah but the trend was headed down and it's not just that it's the body language and everything I think Brady was over everything new England by 2019 and I think that matters in the sense that what all of a sudden he was going to find new life there, like what was going to inspire him to lead this terrible offense.
0: Well, that would have been the thing, right? Because if you did want to stay together, then it would have had to be like a lot of what the end of Brady and Belichick was—the ego stuff. It was Alex Guerrero, you know, the TB twelve stuff, the you know, Brady never getting credit, you know, in, in the eyes of Belichick, him still treating him like that six round draft pick, and all of that. If they, if they were going to stay together and finish this thing out together, there would have had to been a bit of a compromise. And I think that Robert Kraft would have stepped in. And I think Robert Kraft probably kicks himself now that he didn't step in because they basically said, wave goodbye to Brady and gave Belichick full free reign and look at what's happened.
1: Yeah. One more question about this Brady situation. Yeah. Is it possible in this scenario that Belichick has actually been losing his fastball? The fact that the New England Patriots are a hot mess on special teams this year, says to me, ooh, this is not a Bill Belichick team. So are we sure Bill Belichick is a good enough coach to help Tom Brady win a Super Bowl in the year 2020?
0: Uh,
1: I mean, it's possible he's declining. I know he lives in your head rent-free for life because you're a Bills fan. Of course. But everything has been pointing downward in New England. He did get the team in the playoffs with Mac Jones, but generally, I don't think that Belichick can do the Belichick thing anymore.
0: Okay, well, I don't know, because... Let's see if he had a competent quarterback. Like, he had a competent quarterback for 20 years, and look at what they did. They're a modern dynasty. So if he had a competent quarterback, I think that things might have been different. Listen, I can't defend his draft record. I can't defend him having his son on the staff. Like, I don't know if that guy's any good. And things like that are kind of annoying. But, you know, if he still had Brady, who still wants to win at a high level, like they're pointing out Eric Rivera in the chat said, you know, Brady's the ultimate winner. Like, look at Tampa now. Yeah, You know, it's the same team, very close to the same team that he had outside a couple offensive linemen and Bruce Arians not being there that he won the Super Bowl with.
1: Yeah, I mean, that team has gotten kind of old. They got a little older.
0: Okay. But still, it's like they're falling off a cliff. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, no, but I think Brady was smart. I I understand he was looking at other teams as well, but he saw the receivers in Tampa Bay and they're almost the exact opposite of the receivers he had in New England. Like can you imagine if Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were in New England, he'd be staying in New England. That's my point. That he was he saw the writing on the wall, said there's no weapons here and there's no way to get them because they're not going to they're not going to invest in a big time receiver it's not their thing. They they famously go young or they get guys off the scrap heap. So, I think he knew there's no way to fix this offense. I think he part of the reason he left was lack of talent.
0: So, we got two things out there for you. Do you think it's a big deal or a, a deal at all that Mike McCarthy because of having the ap- appendix surgery, appendicitis that he that dis- disrupts the week for what is now the biggest game of the year right now? since they lost that San Francisco well, game. Now it's the biggest game. Of the
1: yeah. Game. Well, you have the other Philly game, the
0: other Philly have... game they lost. It's the third biggest game.
2: Of the <laughs> 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 it's the next, guys. Until next it's week's it's Cowboys third game. Biggest game. Yeah, exactly. it's, a,
0: it's a big one. Um, do you think, do we have the Ross Tucker cut? No, we'll get it for you. Do we have Ross? So Ross joined us earlier in the show. Ross Tucker, obviously football mind. It's going to be calling army Navy this weekend, awesome. which is really cool. Um, we asked him if it makes a big deal. He obviously played in the NFL. Is it a big deal if Mike McCarthy's schedule is disrupted? He can't be in the building as much because the appendix surgery. Here's what Ross said.
3: I would say it's a big deal either way, right? Like, even if he wasn't the play caller, which he is, he's doing an outstanding job. You know, you still want to have that guy that's in charge of managing all of the timeout. And whether or not you go for it, all of those situations, challenge flag, all that stuff during a game. And they can give those duties to Fossil, the special teams coordinator, or Brian Sean. Like they can give it to somebody else, but whoever they would give it to doesn't have nearly the experience in those same situations that McCarthy does, especially in like a gotta have it game that we expect to come down to the end.
0: I mean the idea that mm. it could get worse for the Cowboys in terms of end of game yeah, management. That's why is that's a funny scary
1: quote. Because that's uh, that's sort of McCarthy's kryptonite is all those <laughs> things he just said. And you have Dan Quinn there. I know who's what if it gets coached worse? a million games.
0: Yeah, but Dan Quinn's up in the booth, like
2: Well, I was I would think No maybe... Qu- no
0: Quinn actually would be the head coach if he yeah, could yeah, And uh, go. he's
2: the he's a very experienced But let's head be real coach. though. We're talking about game management with Dan Quinn I and mean, I what's he famous for? Yeah, yeah. Twenty eight three? Yeah, no, good point. Him and that, Kyle that, together, that right? is a very good point.
1: But it's the one coach, and it's not just that. the The point popped in my head was like, I mean, is Mike McCarthy an inspiring force? Do you need him to get the troops fired up? Because he seems, I don't know, I still don't totally understand what makes Mike McCarthy a great coach. Like I know, I see post game locker rooms, and a certain Pete Carroll gets you all fired up, and Belichick has his strategic thing. I don't know what the magic of Mike McCarthy is. That's why I voted no, this will not have a big impact.
0: <laughs> you voted. I voted yes.
1: Tilting the scales it, over it here. It will oh.
0: have an impact.
1: Yeah, I mean, can you imagine, can you picture a Mike McCarthy hype speech? I just can't. I'm I can't sure. see
0: it. Listen, these guys, you, got, you get to a certain point, you get to this level, you've got to have tricks in the tool bag. The one guy I can't really see with the big rah-rah speech, now we're just taking a total left turn. What do you think Brandon Staley's pump up speech is like?
2: Well, he's at least fiery at the media right yeah. now. <laughs> the Mike me- McCarthy. he get never mad at fired. his team
0: more, <laughs> yeah. Gets snippy? I
2: thought you were gonna say Jonathan Gannon, because we have we have actually seen oh. him try to fire up his team and that was Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. 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 Can yeah. you see Shane Steichen getting mad at anyone? That's never happened. Did
0: you guys notice this with Jonathan Gannon? So coach of the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know if if anyone can like conjure what he looks like if you're if you're just listening to us, but he was on the sideline for the Steeler game, obviously, where Arizona beats the Steelers last week. And he, the way he was wearing the belt of the the headset, you know, it looked like a fanny pack. And then he had the hat on and sunglasses. He looked like a tourist. He looked like a tourist who was touring Philadelphia, excuse me, Pittsburgh, and got lost. I was like, I'm sorry, <laughs> the Warhol Museum around here? Like he just like couldn't get to the right spot. Interesting. I yeah. love it. Check him out. He looks like a tourist. I was
1: actually I did note his sunglasses. Those are awfully dark for a daytime coach. Yeah, (laughs) I mean I understand. Game. I'm fascinated by guys who wear sunglasses at night games. Like all that's a thing now, right? We've talked about that before. Players look at any injured player has sunglasses on on the sideline. Why an indoor night? Cool. It's to look cool. Yeah, because he's probably looking cool.
0: Sunglasses
1: deal. Gannon actually needs the sunglasses, right? I don't know because he's not cool. You're right. He's the dude. is... (laughs) The dude is kind of nerdy. He cannot give a fire-up speech. I cannot picture that. You know who
0: else I can't picture, even though he did play in the league and was was a good player, is Todd Bowles. He's so quiet and soft-spoken. Mm, Do you think that changes he, behind the scenes?
1: I get the sense he was a badass as a player, though. But
0: I think like a lead-by-example guy, not Maybe. a rah-rah guy.
1: Well, here's the thing about Mike McCarthy. When I think of Mike McCarthy, the first thing, this is n- totally unfair. He won a Super Bowl. The first thing that comes to mind is that he lied about watching every snap of every play in the NFL season (laughs) in his interview. (laughs) And he was so casual about admitting that he was lying. He just seems laid back to me. I don't know what it is.
0: The other part of that lie is you could tell that Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones were finding out it was a lie at that (laughs) very moment (laughs) at a press conference with all the cameras rolling. Yeah,
1: yeah. Stephen
0: Jones laughs, like, very awkwardly.
1: I think Mike McCarthy is doing well in Dallas because he can work with Jerry. He doesn't doesn't come off as this big presence. Jerry does not want another Bill Parcells in the building. He wants a laid-back guy. So I don't think of McCarthy as that guy, and that's why I think they're fine this week. What do they Put say about act together?
0: What do they say about politics? You can't have the vice president like outshining the presidential. Yeah, yeah. you candidate. don't want the
1: bottom of the ticket to have too much electricity. I learned that on West Wing magazine. <laughs> there you go. Right? <laughs> my political, <laughs> my uh, I have a master's in politics from West Wing. Uh, <laughs> but I do think I think the Cowboys are their veteran team. They have big leaders. Micah Parsons is a big leader. Yep. I do not want to hear a cowboy excuse if the Eagles win this game that that uh, McCarthy was hurting because of his appendix.
2: Come on, eight five five. Yes, but sorry, he runs he runs the offense. I mean that is that is not nothing. Yeah, I know. I know. It's well, different. Dak's pretty veteran though. You could. It's not a young quarterback. No, I know, but still, like you talking about game planning for a team that has a ferocious pass rush, even though the rest of their defense is falling apart. Yeah. I think it's important to have Mike McCarthy there for this situation.
1: Gotcha. Well, I mean, the, the other thing too, Dak just played this team. I feel like this offense knows it.
2: And to quote my friend Dak Prescott, "Here we go." <laughs> is that what
0: he sounds like?
2: Is that my? Because that, that sounded like my uh, my Boston accent. He
0: goes, "Here's our okay, <laughs> I try will be my worse Dak?" Than your Boston accent.
2: Adrian. He goes,
1: "Yeah, here we go." No, no. I don't think so. What do you guys think it sounds like? Sounds like Grover. <laughs> well, that's Mahomes. Mahomes sounds yeah. a lot Muppet. like Grover. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm going to pull this sound for right, we'll, the next segment. Dak sounds exactly like that. You're not going to know which is me and which is Dak.
2: Here we go. Challenge accepted.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. On the other side, you can hear, play along with us. 855-212-4CBS. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio.
1: We're back on Maggie and Perloff. And you know what? It's been a while since we've had a great NFL cadence. Not since Omaha and Peyton Manning has any cadence taken over the NFL. Like Dak Prescott yelling, yeah, here we go.
3: Yeah! Here we go! Here we go.
1: Yeah, that's not that far <laughs> off from what I said. Wait, do you have a recorder what I said last segment? You guys said I wasn't even close. Wait. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> that's almost identical. Sounds like here Cookie Monster.
4: Go.
1: I play the here deck again. Here we go. Yeah, here we go.
4: Here we go. Here we go.
2: Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. <laughs>
1: no. No? So the fascinating thing about this is, I don't know if you guys remember, it was the Seahawks game in week 13 where all of a sudden America goes, wait a second, Dak Prescott's like, here we go before every play. (laughs) And I guess the length of how he says yeah and how he says go is how guys know when when the snap's going to be. This is, I love this.
0: Yes, this is why Aaron Rodgers said that he's playing the best football of anyone in the NFL, basically, or a paraphrase, because he's Crack this yeah. code on cadences, and it's it uh, symbolizes that he's taken his game to the next level.
1: Yeah, but it's so weird. He, yeah, here we go. I mean, that is... Is Hut
0: Hut Hike not available? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> On three? What happened to here on three? Go!
0: I still don't understand the clapping that the college guys do. I gotta How be honest. do you hear that when there's 80,000 people?
1: So the big controversy this week was the Packers-Chiefs game... The Packers defender, who got the key interception in the fourth quarter, said that he he saw the sign from Patrick Mahomes hitting his knee. Mm. uh, And that caused a game-winning interception, basically. Mahomes said he's never used that sign before. It's never been on tape. And that it's not even one of their signs. So Mahomes completely said that was a lie. So there's a science and a battle between the defense and the offense that we do not have privy to. But now we do because I can do the case.
2: (laughs) Yeah, here we go.
4: Go. No, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, yeah.
1: you have to be no. uh, on the list no. of pearl off impersonations. <laughs> that is not the worst one I have. That's, uh, in fact, on the that's towards the high end.
0: That's really saying more about your, your Cam Smith impersonation than it is about anything else. Yeah,
1: here we go. <laughs>
0: no. We wonder why you no. never became an here NFL quarterback. <laughs>
1: yeah. The NFL quarterbacks, even the most mild manner interviews, they get out there and they're screaming their heads off. You got to. Andy Dalton is one of the quietest people on the mic of all time. He gets out there. He's barking like General Patton.
0: He's got to save his voice.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jared Goff. How does Jared Goff? You ever seen him yell at anyone? It gets up to the line. and It's booming.
0: No, you got to have the deep voice because everyone's yeah, got to be able to hear you, you do. in the stadium.
1: Or you have to go to hand
2: signals and that's a mess.
0: Man, that's funny about the Mahomes thing. 4 uh, CBS. Uh, Perloff and Dak Prescott, same thing.
2: I also think I think Mahomes is lying about that. I yeah, do. I, I think he's lying that. too. Yeah. I think he got with caught. Connor on stallions
0: tape. in the building? Like, how right. are they getting the signs? Then? Yeah, because no,
2: he, they he, just he, watch tape, right? And I think that he doesn't want people to think that. Oh, like I, there, this is a sign that I am using or anything I am doing at the line with my knee means I am means a certain play. So it makes sense for him to lie. Oh, right, for future. Right, Yes, yeah. so but maybe, the, obviously, he's not going to use that sign again, but yeah. there may be a different sign. Maybe he taps his elbow and, you know, people are like, oh, well, last week he said that was nothing, so we're not going to ignore. Like, it, it makes sense for Pat Mahomes to keep the, keep the big going. Yeah, right. I mean, if they're stealing
1: signs that college football can you imagine what they're trying to do in nfl yeah, trying to break gate <laughs> well but it, it forgets by gate forget all that and they're watching all the tape and they're trying to figure out what the signs are i imagine because the defense do you ever hear stories about ray lewis knew the plays of the yeah. other team just by being smart i'm not saying cheating at all like you got to get an idea of what's happening
0: no who was the quarterback it might have been rogers this or this just seems like something rogers would do where he was pointing out to the defense no 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 you've got to be here
1: like, oh, I yeah, know yeah. your defense
0: better than you know your of defense. Of course.
1: There's These so much cool. prep.
0: Um, speaking of Rodgers, do we have the clip for Rodgers, EJ? Okay. Let's – Um, can I hear – okay, this is something that kind of fell through the cracks of the Aaron Rodgers' latest interview on McAfee. All the stuff was basically about the Jets and a little about Jordan Love or whatever. But he said something, guys, about his gift-giving style – which I thought was kind of appropriate for the holidays. So he was talking about the type of gifts that he gives to the offensive linemen, the coaches, the coaches specifically in the quarterback room and all of that and this is his style.
3: When it's first year like the first year that Matt staff came in, they weren't aware of kind of how I do Christmas like oh, okay. gifts for the QB room, you know, cuz it's pretty extensive. And I didn't tell him just because it's almost sometimes more fun to, like when you kind of shower people with gifts and they yeah. give you like a little <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> puzzle or something. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Puzzle it matters. Okay. No, matters I love I love puzzles. I no, do. They're great. Yeah, fantastic.
0: So this is Roger style. When he said when Matt's staff, Matt LaFleur's staff first came in, that he they didn't know that he likes to shower everyone with gifts. So he gives these amazing gifts. They give him something small, and then he likes having that sort of like one up. On people, it's like a interesting psych like psychology behind gift giving. Like huh. you're giving the gift just because you want to one up the other person, and what they feel like they owe you. It's like a very odd thing.
1: Yeah, that does sound weird. I mean, is it, there's probably a tradition where the quarterback has to get a super nice gift.
0: Offensive lineman, other yeah, the offensive coaches, lineman can sure.
1: give a little nothing to the quarterback. So remember, Dan Marino. Oh, that was a commercial, actually. You used to give gloves out to his linemen. The, oh, the isotoners? You think he yeah, really yeah. giving them to him? Yeah, but there are all these famous stories of quarterbacks getting cars, right? Like or,
0: uh, golf carts, buggies. Golf carts, yeah. Watches, all sorts of fancy like
1: things. That. So that's interesting. You you read that as a passive-aggressive well, power play by Aaron Rodgers. I
0: just think, does anyone else feel that way? That you like giving gifts that that are so much bigger than what the person's giving you that it makes them feel uncomfortable? No. <laughs> it's an odd thing, right?
2: Oh, Yeah. I mean, I, another odd thing. Yeah, yeah, I I I don't like gift giving because of stuff like this, because I want to give a kind of standard, nice gift to people, and yeah. then when you come up, you're an Aaron Rodgers saying, "Oh, here's yeah, a five hundred, a, yeah. a five hundred dollar watch or something like that." It's like, come on, like you like we none of my like, my friend group, no, none of us have it like that. Okay, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, let's right. keep it all, and that's why we kind of usually we have our, our limit of like you know 50 dollars. Everybody gets kind of something something similar, and we yeah. move on. Like to me. For Rogers, you're talking about your coaching staff, some of these guys are not making all that much money. Like I'm sure your quarterback coach is making what? Hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. Who knows? Yeah. Like like who I to give this guy I would up that yeah, to I, was so like,
0: right. I was gonna say Six hundred fifty thousand, but sure.
2: Okay, but Aaron Rodgers is making thirty million a year. Yeah, right. Like, it's not it's the like, same. like it's it's tough for that quarterback coach to say, oh, the guy that I'm supposed to be actually coaching up, you know, just gave me again Alexis, and I, I got him, you know.
0: A, a Starbucks
2: a a gift. Card. A puzzle. <laughs> a puzzle. Like, you know, it's A it it changed the whole dynamic. It's, it's corny.
0: That's what I was thinking too. Wait, are we doing gifts around here? Did you want to do we want to do white elephant or something? Ten dollar limit.
2: Ten dollar limit on Ten
0: thousand dollar limit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want a spaceship. Um <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why do, do we, we do, do we want to get gifts for each I'm other? No? Want,
1: uh, Why do we it, uh, do a what's it called? Like a Yankee swap, it's like some funny trade rules. Yeah, where, white elephant,
0: isn't it? Yeah, that white one? elephant. Oh, we thing. we
1: call it a Yankee swap. Okay. What is a white elephant? So basically though, you get the gift and you don't like it and you get the other gift. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I love exactly. that. So it makes not only do you get a gift, you get to make fun of the person giving you the gift.
0: And you can steal someone else's gift.
1: Yes. That's always a good laugh at the Perloff household. We do this every year. <laughs> But I think $10 is probably a bit modest right now. I think we have to go up a little bit.
0: Well, I think I like $10 because then you got to get creative.
1: Okay.
4: What if we all wore, all of us wore wrestling singlets, got some of Pete's Colorado weed, and saw what happened in a room somewhere?
0: (laughs) That's our gift to who, America? It's our
4: gift to the world.
2: I'll be, next, uh, I'll, be Talk next wait I'll be the next watch party. <laughs> Forget the SEC yeah. championship. It'd
0: be funny if it was actually the day after the game. Like <laughs> We missed it. <laughs> we meant to do the college football playoff, but we had no idea what day it was. Uh, Does someone watch, want to watch a live? Well, oh, I don't know. Although we were encouraged to drink on our own live stream that by one of our bosses.
2: Yeah, which is awkward for me because I don't drink. So yeah. I was just like, oh.
0: Most was, of us don't.
2: Yeah, I was <laughs> like, oh. I'm out on this one. It would
0: have it would have been an interesting life. It's gonna be all blondies here. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> by the way, shout out to Bogus and Pete. Both say blondies. Thumbs up. I oh, never yeah.
0: got mine. Yeah,
2: yeah. You, ah. you were out of the building so fast? I'm I was sorry. like, well, it, yours went to Izzo, who also said thumbs up. By the way,
4: it was good.
0: Bad job out of me. Uh, Bogus has got some headlines because news is going on.
4: It is. But first, uh, an offer from me to our listeners. Uh, feel free to skip Thursday Night Football. Do something else <laughs> tonight. Uh, I'll give you the low lights in the morning. Unless you want to see Mitchell Trubisky try to be more aggressive as the Steelers fill in QB. I'm
3: trying to be aggressive. Push the ball down the field. Help this offense be explosive. Uh, I know i got to take care of the football. Uh, I'm just looking to be more efficient this week. Um, and execute well all together, But um, I like to be aggressive, push the ball down the field, and we got to find ways to score points. So I'm trying to be that um, catalyst.
4: As you guys have mentioned, the over-under for Patriots-Steelers is just 30 points, the lowest total since at least 1993. Pittsburgh running back Najee Harris expected to play after staying off the field this week with a knee issue. I, uh, actually,
0: isn't there another 30-point over-under? Yeah,
4: Cleveland-Jacksonville. It's right at 30, though? 30 and a half. Okay. I think it was thirty and a half
1: last night, but they're they're having weather. I don't think this is a weather game, right? It's no, like, this is
4: a bad game. <laughs> this
2: <laughs> yeah, this is a- it's like
0: backup quarterbacks <laughs> plus weather equals thirty point over
2: under. I mean, every time Tom Brady sees these over under, he's got to be thinking they called me a madman, right? <laughs> they said he said the NFL is mediocre. People said you're crazy, and yeah. yet we have multiple thirty over unders every week.
0: It's like the Oprah Winfrey meme where she just looks at the camera and like shrugs. There
2: or you
1: like, go.
0: the guy playing Jordan in quarters. <laughs> you
1: know, well, I drug. mean, EJ, you're a Jets fan, so you're seeing a lot of unders. A oh, lot. Yeah. Of- Betting oh, yeah.
0: a Jets under is the life hack of the century. Just but they, sit they, back and they get They can't rich.
1: get it low enough. I saw this week they're at 33-and-a-half against the explosive Houston Texans. Texans are one of the best offenses in the league, and the total's is 33-and-a-half.
0: Mm-hmm. Isn't that game in Texas in Houston?
4: No,
1: it's in New York.
0: Oh, well, then it's the under.
4: Uh, <laughs> more, more Aaron Rodgers. Uh, when he said that whoever leaked the Zach Wilson's reluctant-to-play story is chicken bleep uh, that clearly is a knock on the organization unless you're Robert Sala. I don't think it's an attack on the organization, but I do. <laughs> I always uh, appreciate Aaron's uh, thoughts and comments. What else is it then? <laughs> uh, like There's ways to downplay it, but to say it wasn't him knocking the organization is just not true. Well,
0: especially when he's like, we got to find these leaks in the organization. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought about something for Robert Sala that we don't talk about enough. This guy, maybe he's just exhausted. He's got seven kids, and he's yeah. the head coach of a of mm-hmm. an NFL team, big time. Like I'm sure he's got a lot of help Sounds too. Like, he
1: seems like a great dude and a good dad as well. Slow to Based anger,
0: on nothing. still friends with Beningo after say, Beningo ratted him out.
4: He might be a bad texter though. Let me as ask far about as Joe B is concerned, um, uh, I'm just going to keep keep all that with myself and and just move on from it. Do you have any regrets, Robert? No, no, I like Joe B. Um, uh, it is what it is, but uh, just moving on. Sorry to, to jump on you to yeah. pull up, but this is Robert Sala having to explain why he texts our colleague Joe Beningo, who went on the radio this week here in New York and told us, I think the quote was, are you bleeping me or no bleeping way when are Joe yeah. suggested Zach Wilson playing again? <laughs> why is FAN trying to take the Jets down? It's like the third different <gasps> host created <laughs> Jets embarrassment Wait, let me ask this you. season. Let me ask you a question, though, about Aaron Rodgers admitted. He said the leaks
1: are a problem. And obviously, I don't think he was talking about Joe B. He was talking about the fact that everyone came out and said Zach Wilson didn't want to play. Right. So by Aaron Rodgers saying that, that confirms that the leak was absolutely true, that Zach Wilson didn't want to play. That's what struck me so odd about that. So I
0: was thinking about that. He was more upset that... First of all, that anything leaked, but that it was like a character assassination yeah. leak. So, so, but it he never said it's true. It ne- He never said true or not true, but
1: it implies that it was they were dead on because if it, he's saying there was a leak from the building, he's saying it came from the building, so it was therefore true.
0: Yeah, but he also said that the part about him kind of calling Zach Wilson to talk him out of this and to say, "Hey, you got to play," he said that was completely made
4: up. Right, or, mm. not made up, but mm. that was he, mis- that he said it never happened. It never happened. Yeah. And so, you know, if you argue your semantics, the report was that Will. Wilson said he was reluctant to play. Not right. that he wasn't yep. going to play, but people
2: which said is insane he was enough not...
1: already, which is what kind
2: of NFL players reluctant well, to play in oh, no, NFL I, football game. Yeah, no, he I wouldn't have, I wouldn't want to play either for. Yeah.
0: I think a lot of people understood because this organization, listen, he's been bad. Like there's no Absolutely. there's nothing around that and even Roger said like the numbers say this this is not very good. I think he's a bum. <laughs> of that. But he uh he also like this is a guy who's now been benched three different times. You said that you wanted Tim, you started Tim Boyle over him, who shouldn't even be in the building except for that he's a Rodgers friend. And now you're saying we're going back to Zach because he gives us the best chance to win.
1: I'd Probably. be like, bleep Pro-
0: you guys too.
1: No way. Well, I think Zach I Wilson's got to get on the field because this might be his last chance.
2: Like, well, no, no, it's no. never, never going to get worse. It's only going to get worse from here. It can't get any better. That's why there's no reason for him to go out there.
1: Well, I just
0: think they didn't want him to get hurt because they know his future is not with the Jets. Right. Exactly. So he might have a shot somewhere else. Second, second overall picks generally will get a second he's
1: chance. Tw- First of all, he's 24 years old. He's going to be okay. He's not going to. He's he's not going to end his career here with an injury. I think he should just get out there, and get more reps. If I was him, I know it's going to look bad, but he might not. He might not get another game. I mean, Josh Rosen probably would have gladly played at the end of his last season. So
0: here's the thing. This is this is how far the Jets have fallen. This is how much of a joke they are. Zach Wilson may have been the most like, I don't want to say hated, that's too strong, but like the most disappointing quarterback they've had in a while. And the Jets made him look like sympathetic. Like you you could see his side of things.. I, and I this think, is someone mm. who is a pariah. Three weeks ago,
1: I think anybody—I I don't see it that way at all. I think any NFL player who doesn't
4: want to come out on the
1: field sounds super weak. Oh you? yeah, but, but
4: this is where we're arguing what he act, what like the intention of a statement that none of us heard. Right. If he just said like, if someone was to him like, "Hey man, you might have to play again," he was like, oh, "I don't want to get my ass beat again." Yeah, right. Well, that's and that's that triggers that's somebody yeah. to Rossini you know, reporting that. That's not him. That's just him being afraid of getting beat up by a bad offensive line again. It's not him going, I'm not playing. Well, It's a whole no, no. different level of statements.
1: I'm not saying whatever Zach Wilson did or didn't say. I'm just saying this idea that you guys understand Zach Wilson not wanting to play, that's To me, that's nuts. What kind of NFL player doesn't want to get on the field? That's theoretic. In theory,
0: in theory, yeah. But we don't know. We don't know if that's
1: what he said, right? Right. But if, but you guys are saying that there are some situations where maybe it makes sense to not go on the field. Well, you can
0: see because the Jets have mishandled so much of this, right? To me, though, I would say disenfranchised with the organization.
1: Yeah, I would still say there's no excuse. There's never an excuse not to go out there.
0: Meanwhile, he's going to go out there, right? So he's he's out there.
4: Uh, we'll stay in New York and happily tell you that the Yankees probably fleece the Padres for Juan Soto overnight. Yes, the mid-20s oh, get out of here. all-world
1: <laughs> outfielder. Cut that for next uh, August when we're wondering, oh my God, the Yankees made another terrible deal.
4: Because why? He stings? Because I Michael King's going to be coming up the because, NL West.
1: Because pennants are not won in December and everybody in the media thinks they are. This is this stuff never works out. Just hey, say it. I want that on the record too.
4: Which stuff never works out?
1: Siding big guys, like it's generally
2: Bryce the most Harper over. hasn't worked out right. for your Phillies. He's the Ca- one Castellanos? guy. How about him? Come on, who Nick Castellanos? Yeah, how's he's that, been terrible. That, Last that year, he for hit the, you? Hit
1: the ocean. What about yeah. Mookie
0: Betts? Like he hasn't helped the Dodgers? He definitely
1: has. Betts was a good one, yeah. <laughs> but this is not Mookie Betts.
2: I just feel like Hold this. On, like Bryce Harper, TJ I'm just gonna run off the whole Phillies roster. you talking about.
1: Who here was super excited when the Padres signed Machado and got Soto? Well, Probably they everybody. They it to CS. What are right. you talking about? I mean, come on. Do you <laughs> what do think you that already? Right? No, come what on. What do you mean, come I'm on? Just, okay. I will bet you that Juan Soto does not win a World
4: Series with the Yankees. Because uh, he's going to sign somewhere else after one year.
1: I'm just putting the bet out there. You're so confident that this is such a such a fleece a home run.
0: Man, this is a long term one. But do we want to take the bet? Will Juan Soto win a World Series with the Yankees?
4: You, you, but no, the problem is he could be gone in a year. That's too big of a.
2: I'm well unarmous. aware of this.
1: but it's such a such a home right, run in the case, New York. Though, that
2: it's, it's not necessarily that he's going to be gone in a year. You're just saying that big signings don't work out. It also, I mean, it's, the Texans, it's really I mean, the, it's the just, Rangers won a World Series on the power of signing a bunch of big superstars. It's
1: really just living in New York and just seeing New York fans getting their hopes up every year in every sport and getting crushed I just feel like this is going to be... I saw our former Sean Morash be like, oh, my God, it's all, things are all coming up in New York. I'm like, on oh, what planet are you things coming up in New York? Wait, things are coming up disappointing crushed. in New York. Hold on.
2: You said hope's getting crushed. Your team just lost a Super Bowl. They just lost the NLCS. <laughs> they just lost the World Series. What are you talking about with New York I'm getting saying their New hopes York gets up?
1: these big signings. That fail, 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 fail. fail fail some more. It's but, just, I no, it,
2: The Eagles win one Super Bowl in five years. And all of a sudden it's all oh, the sad sack New York guys. I mean, you guys lost a Super Bowl last year.
0: No, but that doesn't
2: count.
4: I mean, come on. Do you think the state of New York sports is good right now? No. First of all, I, I should point out. I didn't sell my sarcasm enough because <laughs> I don't want Juan Soto here, but he makes them better. And they traded nobody to get Juan Soto for one year yeah. or 10. They gave up no one that they're going to miss. And they got Juan Soto. And they're better today than they were yesterday. Okay. Might not work. I hope it doesn't work. I hope it's a, ter- I hope it's a Zach Wilson, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> level disaster. Oh, boy. But it's unlikely it's going to be that bad.
1: Yeah, I just feel like there's a lot yeah. a lot of pressure in New York to sign the most expensive guy. And
2: it doesn't always work out. To, to be fair to the Yankees, which makes me sick to even make say those words as a Mets fan. But, like. The issue has been that they really haven't been going after these kind of guys, you know, or they,
4: losing out on them when they went after them.
2: Right? They they've been they've been messing up, and the whole, their whole fan base has been like, "Why aren't we the evil empire? Why aren't we going after the big name free agents and big name trade assets?" So like, this is them kind of reversing course from something they had been doing where they had been basically well, you know, shopping from the bargain bargain bin.
0: Well, let's hold off for a second though. They didn't pay Juan Soto yet, so they're it's trading true. for him because also that was part they needed a good dance partner there. With the Padres. And I would say this. I think it's always crap that people think the Yankees still don't spend. They still have one of the highest payrolls. They still have Garrett Cole reset the market. Stanton's contract. They just paid Aaron Judge. At the time, they gave D.J. LeMahieu a ton of money. That has not worked out. Anthony Rizzo. It's not like it's a bunch of no names. It's just somehow they sign all these people and end up with no left fielder. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know how that happens.
4: <laughs> but they also decided that they didn't need Bryce Harper when they could have yeah. outbid everybody for him. They didn't trade, couldn't trade for Verlander or Garrett Cole because they wanted to hang on guys like Miguel Andujar who don't think he's yeah. even in the organization anymore. Right. That's where, that that's what EJ is talking about is now they finally actually got one of these deals done.
0: Yeah, they did.
4: Uh, let me finish some housekeeping. Just a reminder, Jason Kelsey is a non-sexy liar and Dre Greenlaw is soft.
2: We just uh, exchanged a, a formal like apology uh, just between uh, me and John and uh, some of the same people that you know we do know that in the building and stuff like that. So uh, he always he seemed like a genuine guy. Seemed like a guy that everybody loved in the building. So I hate that. Honestly, I really hate that. They even escalated and and went to that. That's never something I haven't been a part of or seen in the game.
4: So instead of wow. shanking Big Dom in a dark alley behind Geno's, uh, the Niner linebacker is apologizing to By the way, Eagles if, head of security.
1: If you think Dre Greenlaw of any player in the NFL is soft. <laughs> no, Maggie does. He's got a no. Maggie call. called him because, soft. Uh, he's, uh, my point is he's so tough he can get away with this soft move because he's such a force on the field.
0: I'm saying leave it for the off season. You're probably going to see the Eagles again and they're no good head of security, Big Dom. But
1: he's not going to see him on the field. <laughs> and, no,
0: Dom's going to be in the parking the lot. This dude doesn't play. Which is crazy. He should not. He, he, Dom should apologize. And Drake Greenlaw should be like, uh, I don't even know who you are anymore, dude. And like, I'm not even going to sniff this until the postseason. Uh, Bogish, thank you so much. Coming up, do you know we got the one hottest toy on the market now for the holidays? ridiculous never saw this coming we got that we got sports dude don't worry Maggie and Perloff CBS Sports Radio welcome back Maggie Gray Andrew Perloff this is one you don't hear every day a Jaguars employee uh former employee was stealing money from the organization Perloff Wait, not yeah, a-, <laughs> a little
1: money what are we talking yes. a thousand here a thousand there no
0: this was not like expensing a happy hour or something he was stealing to the tune of twenty two million dollars from amazing. the Jags,
1: amazing. How
0: did they miss that money? Is I know it's a billion dollar company, I am sure, and and all that, but how does how does twenty two million go like just poof also, vanish?
1: Who has the the guts to steal twenty two million? If he had stopped at ten million, would he not be going to jail for the rest of his life?
0: think <laughs> well, unfortunately, it's probably like some kind of compulsion. He was stealing uh, money to spend on. Watches?
1: Yeah, $95,000 watch.
0: Condominium? Yep. Two cars? Yep. And just like, what? Online
1: gambling, too. Online gambling. Well, that's a good time. I mean, listen... (laughs) uh,
0: You probably thought he'd make it all back.
1: His name is Amit Patel, who's alleged to do this, and... This is insane to me. He's 22 million is way too much. <laughs> as, a, as an aspiring criminal, you gotta, you gotta tone it down. You can't get 100 on the test, buddy.
0: I think, isn't Grand Theft, Grand Larceny like five grand? <laughs> I mean, and it's. Yeah. This dude really went for it. Let's get to our shot of the day.
3: He shoots! Yeah. He
0: and the shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos. Tequila Casamigos is brought to you by those who drink it. Today's shot of the day comes from our guest, Ross Tucker. We asked him if Mike McCarthy having surgery to remove his appendix will influence and impact the Cowboys as they prep for the Eagles.
3: It's especially important in Dallas now because he's the play caller too. Right? Like it was different when he was just sort of the game manager and Kellen Moore was calling the plays. I would say it's a big deal either way. Right? Like even if he wasn't the play caller, which he is, and he's doing an outstanding job. You know, you still want to have that guy that's in charge of managing all of the timeout and whether or not you go for it. All of those situations, challenge flag, all that stuff during a game. And they can give those duties to Fossil, the special teams coordinator, or Brian Sean. Like They can give it to somebody else, but whoever they would give it to doesn't have nearly the experience in those same situations that McCarthy does.
0: I mean, translation, it could get worse. If McCarthy is not there, the game manager could <laughs> somehow get worse. It seems impossible, <laughs> but I guess it's true.
1: Oh, okay. I mean McCarthy's he's not great. He's not the worst ever. But I agree with you. I think anybody could do the same job that he does. I uh I don't want to hear a cowboy's excuse. I do want to hear Eagles' excuses and I got a million in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I
0: you, was gonna <laughs> say at the ready. it's half the show is Eagles excuses. No, it's uh I think it's a big deal. It's a, Listen, it's a huge game. Yeah. Whether you want to yeah. say so or not, it is a huge game. And it's it's a big game for Dallas. One
1: thing I will guarantee, What's up? the winning quarterback comes out at number one on the MVP odds, which Ross rightfully pointed out. There's a new favorite every time. Now I think it's either Brock Purdy or Dak and Brock tied at one. Jalen Hurts wins this game. He shoots the number one. Do you admit that?
0: I would 100% agree. <laughs> um, yeah. Meanwhile, the rightful uh, winner of the award is probably Tyree Kill or Christian McCaffrey or something. Meanwhile, thank you to E.J. Stewart. Thank you to Pete Pilati and Carlos Ortiz who are both in today. Thank you to Andrew Bogish, Of course, Andrew Kaplan. Weedos coffee drinkers again youtube.com slash cbs sports radio twitch.tv slash cbs sports radio you subscribe to either of those channels for every new subscriber we donate a dollar to charity the goal is a thousand dollars go there hit subscribe and we donate to the boys and girls club see you tomorrow